0: Turn the speakers up, man, it's time to stop the show. John Tanner, Ryan Rogers, DJ Jeremiah. Jeremiah. We bringing the heat, man, it's joint be fire like bruh. We in the field, we in the field, bruh. We in the feel, we in the field. We in the field. Just put it in work, we raising the bar. You tuned in to the track track stop. Crazy Crayola, the
1: Boss servant Right now you're listening to the track stars Ryan Righteous, Shantana, and Jeremiah
2: I see you boy, hold it down yeah. yeah, back in the field with the track stars Ryan Righteous, Sean Tanner, DJ Jeremiah What's good? Alright, this episode is sponsored by
3: BlockFi.com Okay, so check this out guys We just became a bank uh, You've heard us talk a lot about investing BlockFi is a cryptocurrency app That allows you to become a bank you can purchase cryptocurrency for yourself and then you can loan it out and earn interest on it. I've already accrued interest. The Trackstars have already accrued interest. So the way you can sign up today, you can go to BlockFi, that's B-L-O-C-K-F-I dot M-X-U-Y-6-7 dot net backslash Trackstars. And I'm going to put it on the link and also in this video as well as Repeat it again at the end of the show. So make sure that you are making the right moves to become your own bank. Go to BlockFi today and sign up, all right? All
2: right, so obviously we got some bad news to talk about. We just found out that DMX passed. There was some back and forth on exact time, um, but it was confirmed. What do you guys... How are you guys feeling? Um, I know um, for the younger generation I would say um Nipsey Hussle was a big deal Mm -hmm. when he passed I would say this is closer to that than Nipsey Hussle I didn't know much about Nipsey Hussle but DMX was a big part of my childhood yeah how did how did the news hit you guys
3: yeah man it hit me hard it hit me hard um I went down a rabbit hole yesterday, uh, just looking at documentaries, um, just you know reading articles and going back and um, listening to some of the music, man, that moved me from DMX, man. He, he was iconic in hip hop. He really was, uh, especially for the East Coast. Y'all have heard me say this a lot. Um, one of the things that put New York on the map for me was the Rough Riders anthem, right? It's just the fact that I love anthem music. And I think to this day, uh, I still like the Rough Riders anthem over uh, Welcome to Atlanta, which is really hard for me to say and really hard for me to admit. But the Rough Riders anthem is just crazy. I like the energy about it. But DMX was iconic. He really was. And I think that You know, I just told Jeremiah, I think this is going to put him in conversations when you start talking about iconic figures in hip hop right alongside uh, Biggie and Tupac. You know, he had a movement with the Rough Riders. Um, If you haven't watched the Chronicles of the Rough Riders and how they began, it's amazing. man. I mean, it's amazing. Their grind was so original um, from the start to where he became like a figure for them. Uh, It was amazing, man. I think I think he's going to be sorely missed. You know 50 years old is very young to pass away especially when we see you know artists that are still out there rapping in our genre and have been out here since you know dmx days uh early 90s and whatnot still rapping 50 is a a young age to pass away from this in this hip-hop culture my daughter's not handling it well Um, (laughs) i'm grieving with you noah i'm grieving with you noah it's sad yeah,
4: he was like uh, he
3: made my father say, "Come out!" Ah, is the moment it of it silence, anymore. y'all. Pause, pause for the moment of silence.
2: But um, <laughs> so I actually hate hearing you say that. I hate hearing you say that. Um, that this should make him a you know icon. I don't like that he has to die to be considered that. DMX was already an icon. Like he, he um well I didn't say
3: that I said he's iconic to me he's always been but I'm saying it's gonna put him in the conversations of great greats like Biggie and Tupac I'm just saying I hate that that. they
2: die too soon I hate that that's what will happen because Uh nothing changed he was always great like why does him dying all of a sudden make people pay attention he, well, he it's no
3: different than when people pass away and people change their thumbnails to Michael Jackson. And I, and all I, I that understand
2: kind of people stuff. moralizing him. I hate that it takes this to get people to say, oh, DMX was one of the like, it shouldn't take all that.
3: I don't it, think that I think we're reiterating it to a younger generation. I think we all felt that way. You know what I mean? I don't think that it's just, this is a conversation that we wouldn't have had in the past about DMX, even when, you know, and he changed his lane and started, you know, offering up more prayer and doing more Christian um, Christian projects. We always had this conversation about him being iconic in hip hop.
5: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I agree with both of y'all saying, uh, I feel like what, what Sean is saying is he was iconic to us, but I think to the senses of hip hop, what Ryan is saying is probably going to be the, the now the thing is now people are going to look back and say, wow. And he's like, in his prime, in his peak, he did two albums in one year and they both went multi-platinum. He did, you know, he came out with his third album that was crazy with Party Up and stuff. Then he comes out with another album. Then all I read today that all his albums came in at number one. Like he mm-hmm. hadn't he hasn't had an album like in his peak, like on Def Jam Records that didn't go number one. You know what I'm saying, and I think I think what I think what DMX is 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 one of those things where it's the duality of him that people yeah. love so much it's it's one that he could be that street dude, but also the dude that's like about God as well. Mm-hmm. So I think the duality of him was like I think he was one of the first in the mainstream that I can think of that was like talking about Jesus Christ, like. And it wasn't like God or Allah or I'm God or all this other stuff. It was just Lord Jesus. Like, and it Mm -hmm. wasn't like, you know what I mean? So, and I just read a comment earlier about Common. When Common said, you taught hip hop how to pray. That's, that's significant. Mm -hmm. Like that's Mm -hmm. a significant statement to say, you know what I mean? Um, And I think, I think, I think street dudes related to DMX because it's, it's that story is that story of trauma is that story of abuse It's that story of growing up and feeling like you have nothing. So you got to get something to feel like you have something, you know what I mean? And I, I feel like he's, um, he spoke for them. You know what I mean? Um, if, 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 if somebody's like, man, I only want to check out his music, but I want to know more about him. Um, there's something on YouTube called, um, um, behind the music DMX. And he yeah. talks about everything in there. He talks about how he first got high, um, how he first he was getting he was smoking weed and somebody laced it, laced his um a good friend of his laced the blunt with crack and how he became addicted to drugs like that. Mm-hmm. He talks about his mother banning him, taking him to a group home, and just saying, "Hey, is where you living at now?" Um, she's being very abusive to him as well. At age is seven. So yeah, so he he has trauma. So that's and why has- his music was like emo music for our generation. And what I'll say that meaning like. Slippin' is one of my favorite songs from Dmx, mm-hmm. and it's just like his testimony, and also him just speaking to um to the society at large. I mean, honestly, he spoke to I would say Generation X, which is my my older art, like my sister's generation, and our generation, young um, older millennials. Mm-hmm. Um, because at that time, if you look at music at that time, um, just music in general, a lot of music at that time was depressed music. Like I mean, if you come off from the Seattle sound of the, the switch of rock. And this is interesting, I'm just thinking about it now. The switch of rock music going from hair bands that's talking about party, 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 we getting girls, all this mm-hmm. other stuff to like, I'm depressed, I don't know how to deal with my feelings with Pearl Jam and with Nirvana. And then you go to think about hip hop, with Bad Boy, Bad Boy's throwing up the party, we having fun, we making money, we getting girls, we living the life, and then DMX comes, and he's talking that street talk, but he's also talking the duality of good and evil, like how do you deal with, how do you deal with your past sins, how you deal with your current sins, how you deal with your demons. We ain't really hear that much, and I mean, the closest to that to me was Ghetto Boys when my mom's playing tricks on you, but a whole project of like from the east coast Mm -hmm. was a rarity like a lot of people really and i could be wrong but i'm not growing up in the east coast i don't remember a lot of people really talking about that i've always heard people the effects of the ghetto or the ghetto Mm -hmm. the effects of the hood on people and how it affects them but like he was talking about his demons and how he's dealing with his demons and the demons that constantly attack him and constantly is um he's fighting against you know what i mean so that was different so when we heard that, it was just yeah. like, wow, this guy is is different, you know.
3: And I say this, too, man, he was he was a good actor, too. You know, yeah. Um, one of the things I I'll say about DMX is that it never looked like he sold out. You know, he mm-hmm. stayed authentic to himself, even in his music. I remember when they, he was talked about in the in the documentary, how people didn't like his first single, you know, how um, uh, Roughhouse dropped him after his first single didn't do well yeah. and he was like well that was my life that's my story and he came out with another song that was just as edgy that was about his life and even when you get to his party songs like y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here like that's a party anthem right everybody mm-hmm. always played that at the clubs when i was um, in college and working in radio but he always talked about y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here y'all gonna make me act the food it was like always dmx uh, the funniest thing i ever uh, i remember um Him doing from his early days was he used to rob people with the pit bulls and he would say like, you know, he would take the gun out of somebody else's hand if he was like in a fight like because the pit bull was that more fierce. And so that's when he became, you know, he had a love for dogs at an early age and he kind of transformed, I guess, in my mind. The fear of the pit bull because I remember them as kids, but it wasn't until I saw them in music videos and, you know, DMX talking about them and barking on tracks that I was like, yo, these dogs are really scary um, or can be scary. So he was he was so many different things to hip hop. And um, I think that. What I want to clarify is I don't think that we're talking about him being an icon all of a sudden. I think we're telling younger generations he was an icon for our time for our time frame of music. And now you can go back and look at his catalog and see how fantastic he really was. You know, all his songs are, are like a storybook that he's telling of his life. And you just get a different chapter with each song.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. He um he was. He was the best artist on Rough Riders. Oh yeah, by he far. Was, he was the best artist uh, amongst a lot of those guys that that yeah. in that era. Um, he 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 was he was doing Eminem numbers back yeah. then. Like this, yeah. this he was the guy. I don't think people. If if you're too young, you may think oh DMX was one of the rappers that we grew mm-hmm. up with. No, like he was the guy for yeah. a long time. Yeah. So. Just to put it in perspective like this he was at the top of the mountain selling the most records this was the dude so his his story is a great story it's a um it's a it's a real story it's not it's not sugar coated it's not whitewashed it's not what you know a lot of us as Christian artists and media people try to make sure we paint the rosiest picture of ourselves to mm-hmm. give people hope that your life could be better but in a sense you're kind of Hiding the truth from them in a way He never did that like he was Honest about all of that but Him being honest about that made his Prayers Much more impactful because you knew if he Meant what he said about this he means What he says about that if he said he's gonna Bust you in the head he's gonna (laughs) He really means that Jesus is his lord and Savior like so yeah I think people Wrestling with that that Solomon That David that these people that in the Bible that were, were really bad and really good, you know, and, and you Mm -hmm. may be tempted to categorize him as one thing or another, depending Mm -hmm. based on his lyrics or his lifestyle. But Mm -hmm. this is a person who loved God, like really, really loved God. And if that matters to you, that he believed in Jesus, that he loved him, that he really cared, like he understood what the Bible was about. If, if, if that's valuable to you, that means that he's saved and this is your brother that just Passed away right this is not just yeah. some rapper Like this is our brother that just passed away um, So That's what I think people need to understand About him he was he was the most Famous famous rapper but he was also One of the most passionate Christians um, That we've seen in the industry
5: Yeah and I, I, I would say This too I think he was I think he like it's been So many times uh, Um, I, you, you see people the stories of different people Talking about him now but this was stories of like people saying that he wasn't he was grateful for what God did, but he was like he still questioned why God gave him what he gave him. Like the the um when he started getting popular and getting the shows and people started coming to see him and loving on X and everything like that. Um He was he was just like he didn't feel he felt grateful, but he didn't feel grateful. Like, God, why are you doing this? Why? Like breaking down, crying and stuff like that. And this is like early on. This is like. It's dark and hell is hot. You know what I mean? Um, era. And um I think I think he he always felt like like um I'm I'm not worthy of what you're giving me of the stuff because of my past. You know what I'm saying? Like, like kind of what Ryan was saying on the documentary about um the, the the Rough Riders Chronicles. It's, it's stuff in the past, man, that he was doing to people of sticking people up, robbing them and all this other stuff that he probably felt once God started giving him opportunity at opening doors, he probably felt like, man, I'm not grateful for this. I, I was just, I just used to knock off all these people. Now they, they, they're cheering me. Like, why, God? Like, why would you like? And sometimes <laughs> I think even as people, we question those things when if if you get some if you if you feel not ungrateful but unworthy about something and you don't understand like god man i'm messed up i'm the biggest sinner of all these people but why like why are you doing this why why are these people loving me or like not even accepting love from people you know what i mean i it's just it's just it just he just, just he's just a he's just an interesting person to study man like just to, yeah. if you study his lyrical content and you study him as a person you would be like Oh man, he was out there, but he loved God. He really like God. He yeah. he really talked about the Lord, like you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's an interesting time, man. And I, and I hope. And 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 I thought about this yesterday. I was like, I wonder if God used this so the younger generation can hear about Him. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And like because sooner or later, you if you like like his album like is dark and hell is hot was mm-hmm. like selling again. Like now. And it's like, you're gonna hear about the Lord. You're gonna hear about God. You're gonna hear his life. You're gonna hear yeah. DMX life. But at the end, you're gonna hear about prayer. You know what I'm saying? Or you're gonna hear a song like "Slipping." You're gonna hear, Lord, give me a sign. You're gonna hear, I'm ready to meet him. You know what I mean? So yeah. this it's also just,
2: This also just man. reminds me to make sure as Christians, we have grace for the people who sincerely love Jesus, but their life may not be right. what we would imagine as yeah. a Christian to be yet. Facts Um, Because it's easy to do it When they're gone Because there's nothing else To add to the story On this earth So you can easily say Oh yeah you know He loved God And blah 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 Mm -hmm. But when you're scared About the next music video They're gonna release Or you're scared about What they're gonna say next uh, uh, What brings to mind Is like a chance To rapper who May not look As a Christian Like what what we would want somebody to, to to be doing on a daily basis, but he loves God. Like It's, it's not like he's pretending to do that. There's no reason for right. him to, right? right? So we just really got to pray for those people because you don't want the things that they're battling to win. And we don't know what—I don't know what happened with DMX. Um, Could have been natural. Could have been—there's some. There's conspiracy theories and stuff. But we I, I don't want to attribute his demons to what happened to him recently. But— Yeah, right. You, you got to pray for these people because they're in a position that a lot of us never are going to be in with all the attention, all the money, anything they want at their fingertips. You can't assume that you would be better than them. You have no right. idea. You have no right. idea. So pray for right. them because they have a limelight on them, but they love God. So just yeah. pray that that wins um, and they can defeat some of those demons. So, all right. Yeah. So. Go ahead,
3: Ryan. And the last thing I'll say, too, we lost a good one, man, but he had 15 children. So y'all say a prayer for his family because that's that's really tough. I mean, 50 years old, he was, you know, he had young kids as well as old kids. He even had grandchildren. So, you know, just make sure you say a prayer for the family because that's that's really tough.
5: Yeah. And and I'll say this real quick. There's different clips going around, of course, of him praying, of him talking to people. But I think the most powerful clip I saw so far was with him and his daughter. One and they had this rod, yeah. and this rod goes up, and it's like a slingshot rod. If you ever know, like I guess Orlando or whatever, and they had this rod it's like a big slingshot, and it just throw you up in the air. And she started like panicking. She wasn't sound like she wasn't crying, but she was just like scared. And he just came like, "Daddy's got you, Daddy's got you, Daddy's got." You. And it was just like that's like a message in itself. Like yeah. you know, what I mean, like it was just so unreal about yeah. that, and it's just like. His life preached that man, like he, he and that, and I, and I think that's the thing about us as believers is the duality. Like, like we don't. I think people don't know, like everybody don't know us. We just know yeah. what they know of us, like what we present. They don't know us, us like personally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I think, I think until we our books get open and people are like, wow, they dealt with that. You know what I mean yeah. um, We can't really People can't really They always speak on something Because you see it outwardly Like kind of like yeah. Sean was saying earlier Yeah And instead of praying For somebody You know what I mean But yeah. I think his impact Is being felt to I, I think his impact For our our generation Is is there But I think This younger generation Is about to feel His impact again
2: mm-hmm. so, Alright Let's get back into it You in the field With the track stars Ryan Wright To Shantana DJ Jeremiah Let's go Praying for
0: Let us pray. Father God, I am just learning how to pray. Bear with me. First, I thank you for the life of everyone that's here with me. Then I thank you for the love you give me. me. Why? Why? I don't don't know. know. I don't deserve it. it. That hurts inside. Many a nights I cried. called your name out loud. But didn't call you when I was doing good too proud and still you gave me love I wasn't used to that cause most of the people that gave me love ended up taking it back there's something new to me so I'm begging you for time to adjust let me make it there I will be one you can trust What I stand for, I put my life on, I do. I guess what I'm asking is, show me how to stand for you. And I will rap for you, sing for you, preach for you, reach for you, teach for you. I will love you like you love me, unconditionally. And I will always be prepared for whatever the mission will be. Give the nutrition to me and I'll properly digest it. And when I give it back, I will show you word, we'll invest it. And whenever I go, before I go, let me give. Thanks to you, Lord, for my birth, for every day that I've lived. You gave me your love most of my life. I didn't know it was there. In the name of Jesus, I give you my life because you care.
2: What's going on, family? Hey, look, if you're an artist out there, I know how hard it can be. I, I'm an artist as well. And whenever you release a song you think is dope, you're like, man, this is going to be the one. You have to go through the process of marketing. That's the hard part. That's when it really, really, really gets serious, right? Because even if you got a dope song and nobody knows about it, it's going to be a flop. So if you know the process, that means you got to go to each website, follow their submission rules, email them, do whatever they need you to do one at a time. These outlets do not like to be spammed. They do not like to be put on BCC lists, uh, email spam lists. But never fear, we have come up with a way to solve this problem. We created something called the Single Maximizer. Single Maximizer allows you to fill in the details for your song one time, and we customize it for each outlet and send it out to all of them for you. Not in a mass email, not a spam. Individual emails customized exactly what they ask for in their music submission guidelines. It's an amazing tool. We use it for ourselves and our own music. And we're trying to share it with you guys. So go to trackstars.com forward slash single maximizer. Take advantage of it right now. It's an amazing tool. Check it out. Let us know your success stories. Tell us what works. Trackstars.com. Go check it out right now. What's going on, TrackStars family? We have just started something brand new called the TrackStars Investment Group. And we are really, really excited and determined to make sure that we help creatives, artists, entrepreneurs become financially independent. One of those ways is our new sponsor, Webull, W-E-B-U-L-L. Webull is an investment app that you can download right now for free. The awesome part about it is Webull doesn't spend any money on advertising. They do it all through uh, network marketing, word of mouth, right? So what they do as an incentive is they'll give you a free stock when you sign up. So absolutely no money involved. You download the app, you get a free stock. When you you, uh, put money into your account, you get a free stock. When you share it with your friends, you get a free stock. It's an awesome opportunity if you have no money and you want to build up some income really quickly, lost your job because of coronavirus, whatever, jump on this Webull app. Go to trackstars.com forward slash Webull, W-E-B-U-L-L, and sign up right now. It helps us. It helps you. It's an amazing opportunity. Join it right now.
3: What's up? This is No Big Deal representing Middle Tennessee and Indie Tribe. You are now in the field with the Track Stars.
5: It's time for the entertainment report with Jeremiah. All right, man, it's entertainment report time. Let's get it going. Of course, we talked about DMX earlier, man. Um, uh, was admitted to the hospital. He, um, he lost his life. Um, he was 50 years old. Um, there, there were reports saying that um, he had a heart attack, may have been triggered by possibly an overdose. We don't know. We have different stories, like Sean said earlier. Um he never shied away from his faith for people like i saw some people in the comments saying like they didn't really know much about him um he he talked that street talk i'll say this if you go check him out he is going to talk that street talk heavy street talk but he did have records like um speak about his faith with his prayers each album always ended with a prayer um but then he also had records like um lord give me a sign ready to meet him and um some other records as well he will be i believe he was married he'd be survived by his 15 children he died um with his family by his side they haven't announced the memorial service i'm sure it's probably gonna be in yonkers um right now i mean he's like rough riders Anthem" is number one on itunes right now gotta be and um I, i saw um it's dark and hell is hot flesh in my flesh and um his other albums rising up as well so yeah man uh, to young generation out there you're about to experience what we experienced when we were teenagers so yeah man god rest his soul man um all right um chh artists are doing very well on tiktok man a lot of um artists are doing well one day paul russell um, K- um caleb gordon of course lecrae and andy and a few more man um gaining momentum so if you are artist out there and you got that upbeat record please please try to get your stuff on tiktok i think sean talked about this years ago that tiktok would be great for chh and it's looking like it is so if you're a rapper out there and um you're trying to get your stuff broken try to put your stuff out there on all these platforms all right show baraka dropped the news that he's releasing a book um in may of 2021 he it's entitled. He saw. He saw that it was good. With the subtitle of "Reimagining Your Creative Life to Repair a Broken World," mm-hmm. uh, there wasn't That's much awesome. information except that it will be published through Penguin Publishing House and Waterbrook and Motenmo. Mm-hmm. Um Well, well. Now the book will be arriving um, on May 16th. So, um, shout out to Show Baraka, man. That's a. It's a good look. Um, I'm sure he. I'm sure he's written other books as well. So yeah, oh man, big thing happened um, while we was gone. Um, um, it's a song out called Track Stars right now, right? Um, and it's by a guy named uh, Musky. He was on the Breakfast Club, and he talked about him growing up in the church, and he was a big gospel into gospel rap. He loved gospel rap. Charlemagne asked him like, "Yo, um, so do you remember any of your gospel your, your gospel rap name?" And he asked him, he said, um. Uh, I was a big fan of Trip Lee. He's like my rap name was Trip Lee Junior, uh, or something like that. And then Charlamagne was like, "Who is Trip Lee?" Like everybody in the room was like, "We know Lecrae," but I was like, "Blah." And he was like, "Nah, he a Christian rapper. He's really good." Um, and then also uh, Musky spoke about his background, saying like he was in the choir, him being in church, and all that other stuff, and doing gospel rap first. So, man, uh, we we actually did uh, Musky Track Stars react video is to be out soon so be on the lookout for that um and um copy section this week man mitch Durrell rap rap should be fun volume one pre-order bumps imp the chaos is beautiful pre-order propaganda terraform the people um hovey um christopher mikey j young underdog 1k famo christian single mikey t's and 1k few out of my system single brian t trust single Stephen Malcolm Glory on Me single, S.O. Prosper single, Miles Minnick and Wanday got a banger with um, Ye single, Chris Elijah through the Fire single, and um, the newest member of Menace Movement, Cephas and Dayton got a song called Stop Us single. And that is it for me. Ryan, you got anything, bro? Yeah, I just
3: want to shout out to um, the 1K FAMO. Uh, they are nominated for a stellar award for a music video they shot as well as uh, um, 1K Few nominated for new artist of the year um, album of the year and then shout out to MC Nice um, GH3 radio um, everybody who's nominated under that umbrella and then MC Nice as an artist man Uh, some dope dope stuff Um, He's going to be in town this week. So we're looking forward to seeing you MC and chopping it up with you. So thank you so much uh, for all that you've done to support track stars. We wish you well, big ups to you and you got our
2: support forever. All right. All right, so we listened to you guys and we started doing reaction videos like Jeremiah said. They're actually doing pretty well, so let us know what you want us to react to. Actually, comment if you're watching live or you're watching this in the future somehow. Uh, comment and let us know what you want us to react to because whatever y'all say, we stick it in there. We don't even know what's coming up next. We just boom, pop it in, react, and, and it's, it's been dope. It's fun. I actually listen to more music doing the reaction videos than I do in my regular <laughs> life. <laughs> so... Um, Yeah, so so uh, comment below now what you what you want us to react to. Uh, It doesn't have to only be music videos. It could be songs without videos. It could be just stuff that happens in the culture, trailers for movies, whatever. Let us know what you want us to react to, and we'll just throw it in there. Mm -hmm. All right, let's get back into it. You in the field with the track stars Ryan, Righteous, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. You are listening to The Track Stars with Sean Tanner, Ryan Righteous,
5: and DJ Jeremiah. Right now you're in the field with The Track Stars. Track Stars.
0: Track Stars.
5: Ryan Righteous, Sean Tanner, and DJ Jeremiah. Right now you're listening to The
1: Track Stars. You know what time it
6: is. Yeah. It's your boy Naeba He track stars, music artist And you are in the
1: field With the family, track stars, radio
7: That's Ain't no it. podcast
5: beef. We got respect for y'all, <laughs> yeah. but respect the grind, baby. Respect the grind. I gotta go get the I gotta get the flex bombs today. Respect
2: the grind. Hey, what's going on? You in the field with the Track Stars? Ryan, Righteous, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah. Was good. All right. For all things Track Stars, make
3: sure you go to trackstarswithaz.com. Follow us on Instagram at trackstars, Twitter at trackstars, like the Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and download the app. All right. So we have a special guest in the building and I am so nervous about introducing this guest because (laughs) this guest has been instrumental in our lives as the track stars, as we have come into radio, as we've come into music and media, and it has just been uh, an honor to have her sit down with us. we got Marsha Meadows from, (laughs) I I can't even call you, I can just call you a a music and media mogul. Uh, You have been a mentor of ours for a very long time. It goes as far back as when um, we were interning at Radio One. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you remember this, but I was very eager to get on air. And in in the Atlanta market, you know, you don't really get that opportunity because a lot of radio personalities start off in small markets and then they get brought into the bigger markets. But I just wanted to learn something. And I remember coming to you and asking you to show me anything you could. And you asked me to sacrifice some time, come up to the radio station at night, and you would show me how to run the boards. Right. And you did that for me. And I was an intern at Radio One for about six Six to eight months before I was offered a, a, a part time position in the sales department. But I right. worked under you in the uh, production. I'm sorry, in the promotions department. And you did so many things instrumental in my life that I have to publicly thank you for. I can't say oh, enough. Wow. Um, that means but so I, much. Yes. And I don't remember if you were uh, I don't know if you remember, you gave me a very special going away slash graduation from college gift where you allowed me to go on the Radio One cruises with you. And we started the Radio One One Love Cruise and I was (laughs) on the very first one. And then you took me on the next one and the next one. And I got to meet uh, Kathy Hughes for the first time. I got to meet Jeff Majors. I got to meet Kurt Franklin and so many people uh, that inspired us to want to do radio as well. So here you are. Um, I cannot say wow. enough about your resume. So just start from the beginning, because I, I know that you have a very unique story about um, who you are and how you got to where you are right now.
7: Right. So um, first of all, um, I'm a small-town country girl from Albany, Georgia. And um, I was telling someone the other day, I always had dreams of being on the radio. So as a child, I have a picture of my brother and I sitting in front of a radio. I mean, we were like five and maybe seven years old. And we had the headphones on, and I would listen to the radio growing up. And I was always recording the DJs on the radio, trying to sound like them, trying to be like them. So that was instilled in me at a very young age. So I always had a love for radio. So when I moved to Atlanta to go to school at Georgia State, um, there was a young man there named Chris Bridges, who mm-hmm. we affectionately know as Ludacris. And uh, he and I were friends. And at that time, Hot, hot 975 mm-hmm. had just started. So I was like, oh man, Chris, I hear you you know interning at that radio, the new radio station. Can you get me an internship? and um he was like yeah let me check it out and then he came back he said i got you the internship i was like what so that's where the whole story begins and um also lala anthony um Mm -hmm. was an intern it was me chris um shaka zulu who's his manager and lala we were all there together um it started out and lala was still in high school but um When I was intern, you know, I was learning every department. I think I told you to learn every department Mm -hmm. so that you'd have a better chance of getting a position and then you move your way up. Um, So um, after my internship, when I graduated from college, they loved what I was doing so much. They created a position for me out Mm -hmm. of college called special events coordinator. And um, from there, I was doing all of the um, like small events like high schools and Um, you know, small concerts that we would do in the community. And then um, how I got on the radio is a funny story. So this was probably like the last year of (laughs) Freaknik. It was probably like the last hurrah. Atlanta OG. Right, it was the last hurrah of Freaknik, right? And so the, the MTV had this stage on Auburn Avenue, like Kind of where the, where the park is at the end. Yep, What's the name yep. of that park right there? You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Near yeah. The yeah.
2: Bridge? Yep. Yeah.
7: So they had a big stage, right? But the traffic at it was so stupid. No one could get to the stage. But as intern, I was already at the stage. Right. Mm-hmm. But none of the personalities like Chris and Poon and all the other personalities couldn't make to the stage because of the traffic. So Mary Catherine Snead, she was like, um, you're going to have to go on stage and host. I was like, "Um, (laughs) oh, we'll say what now? (laughs) Mary Catherine? say what? I got to go. I've never done it before. So MTV was filming. I went on stage. I hosted, got the crowd hype, introduced the artists and everything. And she was like, after that, she's like, oh, my God, you did such a great job. I'm going to give you a night show. Mm -hmm. I was like, so I was, my first shift was the 2 to 6 (laughs) a.m. The Mm. overnight. So she was testing me out. And um, I was trying to come up with the name, and my name was, I, I, was, I thought my name was going to be Shouty Red. <laughs> 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 I was going to, my name was going to be Shawty Red. So look, so I went to Ryan Cameron. I said, Ryan, because I was also um, Ryan's assistant at the time. I said, Ryan, what do you think about the name Shawty Red? He's like, girl. No, you are not going to be shorty red. <laughs> he, said, <"Your... laughs> he said your name should be Eminem because your name is Marsha Meadows. So I was like, oh, he was like, yeah, the sweetest thing on your radio. I was like, oh, wow, I like oh, that. never <laughs>
3: knew who yeah. he come up with that. That's yeah,
7: so That's Ryan helped story. me come up with that. Hey, because otherwise I was about to be shorty red on y'all.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you was ahead of your time. So,
7: anyway, so, huh?
5: I said you was ahead of your time because Shorty Red ended up being the producer of a lot of trap music, but yeah, so... Right,
7: right, right. You was ahead of your time. (laughs) So yeah, so I was doing, working in office during the day and doing my radio show at night. So I would work at 9 to 5, go get a nap, and then come back and do my radio show. And then um, I was promoted to music director, um, to um, programming assistant, and then eventually promotions director. Mm-hmm. And, um, ironically, I was in charge of the same internship program mm-hmm. that I started in. I became mm-hmm. the head of it. And a lot of interns came through that, um, worked, you know, came through the program that I was managing, like, um, ET, um, mm-hmm. Shanika, uh, a whole lot of, a <laughs> lot of personalities. Um, yeah. DJ holiday. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's Vistro. the list. Huh?
3: Bistro was an intern at one time?
7: Yeah, it's a whole lot. (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. so many people come to me like, I was your intern. It's like, you were, he's like, thank you. I'm in the music industry. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I was just like, wow, that means so much to me that I was able to have that impact in people's lives. And so um, eventually, you know, I was doing birthday, planning, birthday bash every year. And then Mary Catherine was promoted to COO of the company and she needed an executive assistant. So she was like, "Um, would you you know, become my executive assistant? I was like, sure. So she and I were uh, the only two people out of corporate in Atlanta. So we had our um, own office built in a separate area of the building. And um, eventually she was like, you know what? We have 60 stations in 20 markets. We need someone to oversee all the marketing efforts. She's like, would you like to be VP of marketing? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, I would love to be VP of marketing. <laughs> but me. here's the kicker. Again, that that position did not exist before me. She created the position wow. for me. Wow. And so as VP of marketing, I oversaw um, like 60 stations in <laughs> 20 markets. So I was traveling, going to all the cities, um, all of our markets, um, helping them streamline their marketing efforts, you know, and. Streamlining our marketing efforts across the country. And this is when we began to do um, national promotions. Mm -hmm. So I would do national um, promotions with the record labels, national contesting and national events. So um, one of th- a couple of those events are Springfest that we used to do in Jamaica yeah. and Miami, Yeah,
6: um,
7: which was huge. Ryan, did you ever come to Springfest with me?
3: No, I didn't. I just went okay. to uh, the Bahamas the and Cozumel. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
7: okay, and then another one was the One Love Gospel Cruise, which I created, um, which started out small, but it grew to be a big promotion for a year one,
6: mm-hmm.
7: and um also, the Dirty Awards, which was an yeah, award show that. that we used yeah. to do. <laughs> just Southern, but it was just for Southern artists, and uh, we brainstormed, and we came up with the concept, and I planned it. I think we did it for like three or four yeah. years, yeah. and the award, if you remember, the award was a pimp cup. It was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, and then what else we did? We did the Rust Par bus tour. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Rust but yeah. mm-hmm. for, for back to school, we would take, we were You know, um, rent out a big um, RV and wrap it with uh, a tour bus and wrap Mm -hmm. it with Russ and we tour all of his markets for back to school. So I was very busy as VP of marketing.
3: (laughs) Well, Marsha, I don't think people realize how influential you were for urban radio, you know, not just not just the careers that you helped make. But also Mm -hmm. the different people that you have managed over time and have brought up and what you're doing right now um, has just been so phenomenal. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, the people that you've managed? Because we have artists that listen to our show uh, and listen to the podcast and they're wondering how you do it from start to finish. And you've walked someone through an entire career and you've had success on major levels. Can you talk about those artists and how you help break them?
7: Well, at Radio One, one of my um, primary um, responsibilities was to work with the record labels um, to promote their new artists when they were coming out. So I would come up with campaigns um, nationwide across um, all of our radio stations to do promotions for new artists. So um, if a new song came out, you know, I was out there promoting it. So like uh, either... Chris Brown, when he first came out, Trey Songz, um, Sierra, a lot of them were, I would put on that Russ Park bus tour mm-hmm. when they were new artists, and they would go around the country to get um, familiar um, with our audience. So, uh, I so many, oh my goodness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I never really managed them, but I would come mm-hmm. up with campaigns when they first came out, the record labels. Um, I would do um, visits up to New York all the time and go visit all the labels. And they would always let me listen to the new songs from the new artists. Like I would hear Chris Brown stuff before it came out or mm-hmm. Trey Song stuff before it came out. And they're like, which one do you think is a single? I'm like, Run It is a single for Chris Brown. Y'all need to run that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and I remember, yeah, one time um, I was in Miami doing a scouting visit for Spring Fest. And I went to a nightclub and I heard Rick Ross hustling for the first time. You know, every day I'm hustling And yeah. the, the club went crazy I was like, oh my god What is this record? Who is that? So I went up to the DJ booth I'm like, look, I need to know Who is this artist? What is this song? And I need a copy of it Like, right now <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, um, got a copy of it And then I sent it out to all of the Program directors, I'm like This song is fire And when we did Spring Fest, I was like, we gotta put Rick Ross on Spring Fest because it was in Miami. You know, so he was just coming out. So it's like little stories like that, you know, (laughs) um, that I wasn't, they don't know, you know, that I was involved in some of their promotion early on. Mm
6: -hmm.
7: Um, But it's countless artists like that. But when I left Radio 1, um, I kind of went into, and I'll just be a little transparent because Mm -hmm. Radio 1, um, I was single, no kids, I was married to that job. You hear me? Like, that was my life. I woke up in the morning and for years, do nine to five, go home, take a nap, go back and do my radio show. And that went on for maybe eight to 10 years like that. You know, so I was dedicated and married to that job. So when I left and I resigned, I went into a deep depression Wow. Um, Mm -hmm. because that was, it was like my identity had been stripped away from Mm. me you know what i mean because i identified Mm. myself so much with that and then you know um so many people that i've helped along the way or people i could pick up the phone and call a lot of people and get them on the phone when i was at radio one or i could get to them or touch them real easy and when i left radio one i didn't have that access anymore like people would not pick up my calls would not return my calls and it made me realize that people were as long as you're able to do something for them or you're in a position to do something for them, you know, these are people that I really thought were my friends. Yeah.
6: Yeah. You
7: know what I mean? And when I wasn't in position anymore, I didn't have access. so I was just like, Oh, that sent me into a whole nother depression. You know what I mean? So I had to build myself back up and affirm myself. And I started doing Mm -hmm. affirmations and I started going within, Mm
6: -hmm. you
7: know, and realizing Mm -hmm. the power that I have and the, Ability that I had to make things happen when I put my mind to something or I speak life into something or if I concentrate on something real hard and that's my focus. I always manifested and I had to realize that um, I lost sight of that. You know what I mean? Because my identity had been taken and I thought that was who I was. Wow. So I had to come into realization of who I was as a creator and as a child of God. To go out and reinvent myself and still make things happen. So then, Canton wow. um, Jones called me. So because he had heard about it, and Canton and I were good friends, and I had put him on One Love. He was on all the One Love gospel food Yeah, you know. Yeah. Whenever I called Canton, I even put Canton on birthday bash birthday one bash. year. Yeah. Remember, remember that, that year yeah, that Canton yeah, yeah, opened yeah. up birthday bash? Yeah. I was like, we're going to set the atmosphere. It. He and, and I took him <laughs> to Spring Fest too. He opened up mm. Spring Fest in Miami. I was like. Although we're gonna do this hip hop, I'm gonna get y'all some gospel hip hop to start it off right. You yes. know what I mean? And he and he you know? always he always
2: killed it. And it's <laughs> yeah. hard it's hard for artists that people don't know to kill birthday mm-hmm. bash. Like I've seen, exactly. I, I don't want to mention when, who. It'll be embarrassing.
7: Came, came over there. um, There's no other name <laughs> other than than you. They, they just, killed it. Yes.
2: Just, I've seen Is artists. saved, I've seen famous artists bomb at birthday bash, and he was right. he killed it.
7: Mhm, mhm. So um, you know, Kenton, he remembered everything. You know that I did for him in that Radio One arena, and he called. He's like, "Okay, so what's your next move? What you doing?" I was like, um, "I really don't know. Um, trying to figure it out." And he was like, "Well, come on over here. I need you to manage me." I was like, uh, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so uh, it was it was just that easy. He came over because I had a good relationship with his wife. You know, she was managing, and you know. Helping him out too, and so she's like, "Yeah, come on over. We need your help. Come on, we, we're gonna make this thing pop." I was like, "Okay," and so then uh, started managing Canton, and then um, I had put Shay Atkins on a couple of shows too. And Shay called me, and I was just like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Well, I'm managing Canton." She's like, "I need a manager too." I was like, "Well, okay, let me <laughs> add you to my roster." Like- <laughs> and so then um, Edward Long caught me. And he was doing a radio show with Duan um, colion and it was called um, The Good Life. The Good Life. And yeah. they needed a um, radio a, a co-host. And so he's like, won't you come on and co-host with us? I was just like, well, OK. He's like, and I need a manager, too. I was like, well, well, OK, then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, all right, guys, so this is this is the direction you're taking me in. And um, so then I had, you know, Big Rand. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Um, Ifani. Um, Justin. Sean, Sean Tate, Justin. Mm-hmm. And um, my roster was full and we was doing things. We did a little tour, the Kings and Queens tour. And we would go around, you know, we rent a little five, like 15 passenger van and we hit the streets. Mm-hmm. And uh, but here's the thing. They didn't know that I was still struggling with, who I was. Wow. And my confidence um wow. of wow. you know of my identity. So what I thought I was gonna do in managing them was connect them with all of my radio um and record connects. But like I said earlier, when I wasn't in that power position of Radio One, I couldn't get people on the phone. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Good. I couldn't, I felt like I wasn't being the full on manager that they needed me to be because I didn't have those connects anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I kind of, I just walked away from it and I was just like, y'all deserve better than me. Um, and although we did do a lot, you know, and got a lot accomplished, I felt like I wasn't, I recognized that I wasn't able to get them where they needed to be. And so I walked away from that.
6: Mm
7: -hmm. Um, and then, yeah. Um, so in the process of still rebuilding myself and I took a break and then I met my
2: ex-husband.
7: <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're
2: uh, we supposed
5: to be it. an interview, guys. This is almost for like a couch session. Look, I'm about. just talking. I'm just
7: like, let me let y'all talk. I'm just over here talking. Let me no, let I,
2: this talk. is fascinating. I'm,
3: <laughs> no, it's, great. it's great. It's good to listen. People are hitting up the chat. People are texting me saying I want to meet her. I want to meet her. So, oh my you know, gosh. It's, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you know yeah. how you, you're you're on one side of the camera, you know, right? But we're watching you tell an iconic story, yeah. Okay, and we're we're literally, we're, I would literally compare you to the P Diddy of the Christian gospel world. The way oh, wow. you started and where you are today, mm-hmm. and all the right. potential that you have going forward. I just uh, got your new book. Uh huh. Your new book, and you have just transformed your talents because you still work in radio. A lot of people, we haven't mentioned that you still work in radio. So you're still very influential in the media and music space. And you have so many artists that are gravitating to you um, because of who you are and the relationships that you've built over the years. Because every time I see a DM from you or think about DMing you, I always say, no, you know what? She was she was my mentor. I can't ask my mentor for this, that, and the other. And you know, to be completely honest with you, we've talked several times that this show has was based on the fact that we we watched all the different relationships that you allowed us to create and mm-hmm. how much access wow. you gave us as track stars. I don't know if you remember this, but we were at praise in the park and you put us on the bus with Darwin yeah, Hobbs yeah. and Darlene McCoy, Darlene McCoy. and um, Canton Jones. And I mean, we had so many artists that were saying, you know, shout out to track stars, shout out to track stars. And that was on our first mixed, our, our first air check. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh wow! And it really propelled us and pushed us forward. And so we thank you for all the success that we've had um, and yeah. how instrumental you were in just giving us access and giving us uh, free will. Because Sean and I, when we met at Radio One, um, and, and decided to do track stars. It was because of all the equipment and all the access and all the tools that we had at our disposal, yeah. because right. we had someone like you in our corner.
2: I met you.
7: Oh, you know what? That means so much to me. And it's just like, I love to hear those type yeah. of stories. Like I've, 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 I forget a lot of the things that I've done. Mm-hmm. And like, to me, something that was so simple as just put, putting y'all on the bus, you know what i mean yeah putting you on a bus i didn't think it would have that's, such that's an impact
6: huge that's you know huge. what i'm saying because
7: yeah, <laughs> it was just wow wow yeah. that's amazing yeah. that truly is amazing yeah. Having people question.
2: having people along the way to open doors for you just makes a world of difference so we we really appreciate yeah. you
5: yeah i have wow. a question real quick um You said earlier about being a program director, and um, I think people sometimes don't understand how radio works. Can you Mm -hmm. explain that to them? Like what what is the role of a program director and how that affects what we hear on radio?
7: Right. So the program director, he controls everything that you hear on the radio from the music, the um, the DJs. The promotions, um, the contesting, the everything that you hear, the little stingers that you hear, um, like um, track stars, you know, the brec- the Christian Breakfast Club, like even the sound of the radio. That's programming. So r- radio has three major departments that's programming, promotions and sales, and all of them work in tandem to make the station run. So programming controls what you hear, um, the imaging, the music. Um, how often you hear the music? You know, some people be like, "I get tired of hearing the same songs." <laughs> 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 That's the program director. He's the one controlling. You know, how often you hear that song, when you hear that song, it's all a strategic plan um of how they program the music on the station. And then you have promotions. Promotions controls all of the contesting. Uh, when you see the radio station out in the community, all of the events, they plan all of those. Um, So promotions and programming work in tandem. And then you got the sales department. That's all of the commercials that you hear. And um, without sales, you have no radio station because Mm -hmm. that's how the station makes the money. So a lot of people like I hate hearing these commercials. But if you didn't hear the commercials, there would be no radio station. Mm -hmm. So sales is very important and all three work together to create um, the sound of the radio station and to work with clients to incorporate them into the station to make it sound, you know mm-hmm. to make their promotions and their um, commercial sound fit the station so that it will be received by the audience. Yeah.
2: How does, how does an independent artist get on the radar of a program director?
7: Okay, so every um, well most ra- I'm not gonna say every, most radio stations have what they call a music day. And on music day, they open up um, and you can call the radio station and find out what day their music day is. And they'll let you come up and you'll meet with the music director and Mm -hmm. they will um, listen to your song. They'll give you feedback. Now, I was music director at one time. Did y'all know that?
6: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
7: Yeah. So I was a music director and uh, (laughs) I would have to have music day with the independent artists Mm -hmm. and I would take them into the production room. I would Mm -hmm. listen to their um, track. And um, some of them didn't like me because. <laughs> <laughs> how much
2: time? How much time do you give them? Because I remember watching when Young Jock came in for his his day. Right. I mm-hmm. think it was like twenty five seconds, maybe, and it's like yeah,
7: because yeah. you could tell Quick. you you yeah, you could tell from the first twenty five seconds, thirty seconds if that song is trash or if yeah. it's a hit.
6: Yeah.
7: And <laughs> so I would usually give him like a minute or two. Um, to play their best song that they were interested in getting on the radio, and then I would give feedback. I was just like, "Um, this sounds like you did it on a keyboard in your mama um, closet, and (laughs) and you need to go back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you need to go back and put some more work in it. Is This is not radio ready. And if, you know, if they like the song, then we have um, usually these contests that they call um, battlegrounds, yeah. or
6: yeah. Um, you know, the, where they where
7: they put digger, yeah, digger Dish it mm-hmm. and or they'll put two songs against each other and people vote, and then um, I've seen a lot of songs make it from there onto mm-hmm. the onto the radio.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Marsha, what it, years cool. were you uh, music directed? Do you remember? Because I want Ooh. to tell you about a story.
7: Ah, it had to be maybe 98 or 99 maybe Mm -hmm. i think because i
3: remember being in a music 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 uh new music listening days used to happen in the conference room uh, on Mm -hmm. our lunch breaks and Mm -hmm. i remember getting an email like hey we got a label here that wants to showcase their new artists and um they brought food for everybody if you'll just come listen you can get a plate yeah. And right. I remember going in there and I met the artist and I shook her hand. I said, Hey, how are you doing? Nice to meet you. And she shook my hand back and she said, my name is Sierra. Uh,
6: yeah.
3: And I was just like, okay, <laughs> didn't know who she was. And uh-huh. then next thing I know, she's at the Ryan Cameron's um, softball game singing her new single. And then uh-huh. she blows up from there. And we had yeah. we, so many like stories it, of that.
7: It, yeah. It's, it's things like that, that we used to do. Um, and I would be in charge of that as promotions director um you know organizing those you know new music the labels would do that all the time because when they had a new artist they want to bring in and cater lunch or you know or breakfast or whatever so the artist could get some exposure and meet you know the radio djs so there's multiple stories like that sierra very
5: smart yeah
7: yeah
5: yeah yeah one last question um just real quick um you think we're ready as being a professional As you are and hearing music And stuff do you think Christian hip hop is ready For FM radio like Like, like a station I, where people would listen to
7: Yes I do And I tell you that I've thought That way ever since Kanye did Jesus Walks
6: mm. With mm. me,
7: And like and I was like if that can Blow up on the radio People are ready to Receive it it just has to sound Like what they are already listening to mm. Um it, it really comes down to the beat. Really. It really comes down to the track. And mm-hmm. if it's bumping and if the flow is right and the hook is catchy and you don't have to, I'll, I'll tell, um, when I was managing the um, gospel artist, it's like, you don't have to be preaching, preaching in your music. That's what's mm-hmm. gonna turn them off. Like, meet them where they are and put messages in your music that will resonate with them, but not mm-hmm. preaching to them. You know what yeah, I mean?
6: Yeah.
7: Um but I was in Orlando one time and I did hear an all Christian hip hop radio station. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, this is I can't remember the name of it. It's
6: why.
7: Yeah. I was like, this yep. is so dope. I was like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, yes. You know, Um, yeah. I, I call it conscious hip hop.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
7: I think that a lot of Christian artists need to not when you label yourself Christian, you won't make it to the mainstream radio. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, you'll, you'll make it on the gospel stations,
6: mm-hmm.
7: but when you go to a program director of a major hip hop station and say, I'm a Christian rapper, they. Oh, most no,
2: I'm we know. We took a song there and they were like, I like nine. this. I like this, but I see you trying to sneak that Jesus stuff in here. That's not going to work. <laughs>
6: mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Yeah.
7: <laughs> yeah. See, but, but see, but Kanye can do it though.
2: yeah
6: yeah yeah. the
7: whole song is jesus walks with me so it's proof that you know the audience will receive it it's Mm -hmm. just how you package it and that's
2: Mm -hmm. what we that's what we that's why we started the show because ever since we left radio one we've been trying to prove that this has legs like this can work and Mm -hmm. i I think over the years we finally proved that this this works the music got good enough and the thanks to canton jones and lecrae the the production got good enough to where it can right. it can compete with what's out there.
7: hmm like. mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And Kenton when I mean when I started managing like Kenton had some songs that were so fire, I was just like, oh my God, this needs to be Kenton, he gets it. Yeah, I'll just yeah. say that. Yeah,
6: he does. Yeah. Kenton yeah.
7: totally gets it and he's not preachy preachy in some of his um you know singles that people would receive it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, so I think it's all in the packaging of how you do it. Um, so I think it has, I think it could, it's needed. I'll say that it's, it's, it's very much needed. So, um, because right now, you know, music is energy, you know,
6: yeah.
7: and all you're hearing is gang, gang, shoot them up. Ladies are becoming the new men with the thought culture mm-hmm. and um, it's affecting our youth. It's affecting mm-hmm. our people. And mm-hmm. um, when you listen to those types of lyrics all the time and that's all you hear, guess mm-hmm. what? That's going to be your mentality. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some yeah. some people don't take it as just entertainment because music is energy. Music can make you feel happy. It can make you feel sad. It can motivate you. Um, it can... Make you happy, you know. It's energy. So when yeah. you keep putting that energy and it's broadcasted in the atmosphere, yeah, radio waves,
6: mm-hmm.
7: you know, and you wonder why we have the issues that we have in our communities.
3: Right, mm, that's good. Some, some not
7: Marcia, blaming you... it on music, yeah. not blaming it on music, but it's it has something to do with it.
3: Yeah, I totally agree with you. So, Marsha, you took your. Creativity and all of your radio, and you put <laughs> your pen to a pad, and you wrote a book. Right. Um, I am perfectly me. Uh, uh, affirmations. Yes. I am perfectly me. Affirmations from A to Z. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's some, uh, <laughs> and the artwork on it is amazing. Who did your artwork?
7: Her name is Courtney Monday.
3: Okay. Wow. Wow. She Courtney did a great Monday. job.
7: Yes, mm-hmm. she did a great job mm-hmm. with the um, mm-hmm. illustrations. So. Um, I've always done affirmations, you know, okay. um, when I was at radio one, I saw the power that I had, like I was saying before, when I speak something or I claim something mm-hmm. or, um, or and even if I speak negatively on something, it manifested in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I've always done affirmations. And, uh, when I left radio one affirmations became a big part of me, rebuilding myself and um, affirming myself. And then when I got married, i would do affirmations for our family um we would do and i would set it to music and record it so in the morning we'd have upbeat affirmations and i would set our affirmations for the year and it would be like to instrumental of all i do is win (laughs) and we would do our affirmation and then at night i would record them to like a meditation instrumental and we would go to sleep at it and i would just let it play all night so we subliminally was getting the affirmations. We was claiming things for our family, you know, every year. Mm -hmm. And so when the boys were born, I was decided that I was going to get them started doing affirmations from an early age. Um, Because, you know, when you're young, you, your parents affirm you, you're awesome. You're great. You're so handsome or beautiful. You're smart. You're talented. But, you know, kids can be cruel and, they can get all kind of other negative words spoken over them um from school you're not you're not this you're ugly you're fat your shoes your you know kids can be mean yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah. and i like i didn't want my kids to ever listen to the words of other people you know speaking over them i wanted them to speak over themselves and believe in themselves. Um, so I decided to, you know, get them started with affirmations early and we would, I would put it in their prayers. So mm-hmm. we would say, God, because you are, I am. So I would start mm-hmm. saying, I am smart. And they repeat after me, I am kind. I am loving. I am healthy. I am <laughs> in- intelligent. I am brave. And then eventually they started, I stopped telling them what to say and they started doing their own affirmations. So I was like, okay, they get it. And I realized that they really got it when my smallest son, Wesley, my youngest son, he said, I said, what are you? He said, I'm a little G. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, I said, I, said, I, wrote, oh, wait, I, I had to back. I was like, hold on. Wait a minute, partner. We are not gangsters over here. <laughs> yeah. So he was like, no, mama. He said, I'm a little G and God is the big G. Oh, I
6: was
7: like. Wow, he really gets it. Yeah. So um, I had the idea to do the book years ago and I just sat on it. Um, I was like, well, you know, I believe that kids, I've never heard of kids doing affirmations. Yeah. You know, it's always, I've heard it from an adult perspective, but I've never, I've seen like, you know, little videos of this little girl who was in the mirror, you know, speaking to herself. And I was like, I saw that years ago, but I've never really seen people focus on kids affirming themselves Mm -hmm. so i thought this was would be a great idea to do the book but you know um marriage kids work all of that got in the way and i never did anything with it so when COVID hit i figured this would be the perfect time to do it because i noticed that my boys um even though they're very confident Mm -hmm. their confidence start diminishing a little bit with that new virtual learning um environment oh yeah not feeling like they're um, smart enough and then um, not really getting information. And um, so I had to keep affirming them. You can do it. You're great. You know, I was like, well, if they're experiencing this and they're pretty confident, how many other kids are feeling the same way? And I was looking at CNN um, not too long ago. And they're talking about all the mental health issues that are arising in kids and uh, adults yeah. from being at home you know, <laughs> working right. virtually and not having the contact with other people and how it's was um, draining people mentally and especially the youth. Um, so I was like, oh, wow. Um, well, this book is right on time. So I decided to put it out mm-hmm. and put it together. Yeah. So so I'm
3: excited about it. I can't wait to read it to my girls um, mm-hmm. uh, when it comes, when it when it arrives. Um Tell us a little bit more about what your your vision is for the book. Where do you hope to place it out? Well, what's the idea?
7: I would love to. Well, my vision, when God gave it to me, is that the book would go worldwide into other countries. Um, mm. So when you look at the book, my sons Willie and Wesley, mm. they are the main characters. <laughs> uh, so that's Wesley right there. And that's okay. Willie in the Green Shirt. They're the main characters in the book. And they talk about how um, affirmations help them to believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. And then if you look on the cover, you have kids of all nationalities, um, yep. Yep. And ethnicities. So I wanted to make sure that every kid could see themselves in the book, mm-hmm. you know, so black, white, Asian, Hispanic, um, Muslim, whoever, because mm-hmm. all kids need, need affirming, right. you know. So um, and to believe in themselves and, you know, we need confident leaders of tomorrow. So my hope is that it will get into the schools. Um, I really want to get it into children's h- hospitals because mm-hmm. those kids really need to believe in themselves and, you know, and speak over themselves, you know, and their healing mm-hmm. while they're in the hospitals. Um, I wanted to get it into the juvenile facilities, into foster cares, um, home foster homes, Um mm-hmm to every child that I could possibly yeah. reach. I want to get this book in their hands. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so yeah.
3: Well, you know you have our support and whatever you need for us to do to help you, you know, get it out. We will definitely do that. And Thank uh, you. you sent me a song. Talk about the yes. song that you sent me and, and the surprise that you so, got to
6: drop in the week.
7: <laughs> so when I wrote the book, uh God the spirit God gave me the idea to do a song to go with the book. Now, originally I was going to do it myself. but i was like that is not my ministry i am not a rapper so So, so i was like okay who could i get to record this song so you know who i call canton so Mm -hmm. i called canton and i said bro listen i wrote this book i'm gonna send you a pdf of it look at it i have an idea to do a song for it he was like oh man that's dope he's like you know my son dominion is a rapper." I said he is and he's 12. I said, Oh, oh my goodness. He's like, he's like, that'll be perfect for Dominion to do it because it's a kid's book. Mm. And um, so I gave him ideas, I sent them a PDF, and um they came back. I sent them a track too, because Tico Hudson had done a track for me for it. Mm. And um, I sent them the track, and so about a week later, I checked in with him. He's like, I'm sending you the song tonight. I'm like, What? Like, they knock it, he's like, they knocked, because you know. Ken has a studio in his home, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. they went. They went and knocked it out, and when I heard it, I was like, "This yeah, embodies dope. everything that I wanted the song to be." And guess what? Dominion did the track himself. Mm. Wow! And everything he did, the track, wrote it. And all the kids in the background repeating after him—that's Canton's whole tribe. That's <laughs> that's all. That's all his kids. Like I got a funny story about Canton, right? Mm-hmm. So when I was pregnant with my first son, Canton and Ramona had just um, had a baby, and um, I think it was maybe their second child or whatever. So I was, you know, I told him I was pregnant. He's like, "Girl, come over here and get this crib and this." changing table, and this chair, all this stuff, because we're not having any more babies. I was like, okay. <laughs> I said, okay. So we went and look, Kenton gave me the crib, the changing tape, everything we needed for our first child. And then about two years later, Ramona popped up pregnant again. I said, hey, you need uh, this crib?
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And,
3: look,
7: and that was like two or three babies later. I was like, Ramona, I thought you wouldn't have no more babies. <laughs> How many did they have all together? I think five. Yeah, I think five, four or five. Is yeah. it four? Uh, yeah, but I, wow. this was like after Dominion was born. It's like we're not having any more babies. Come get out, get all this baby stuff. So, I was like, okay. So <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited baby. about the song. I'm excited about the song. Good, so we're shooting good, a video good. for it soon.
3: Well, make sure we get the video as soon as this is done, so we can pop it into the show and put it up on our on our uh, our YouTube page. Yes, tell I how, yep. Tell everybody how they can find you on social media, how they can follow you, and and how they can get the book.
7: Okay, so they can get the book at shopiamperfectlyme.com dot com or um, just go to Amazon, put mm-hmm. in I am perfectly me or my name, and it'll pop up. And you can follow me on Instagram at I am Marsha Meadows and at Shop I am Perfectly me. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, Marsha, we appreciate your time. Yes. We're going to go ahead and prophesy that I can see this turning into a cartoon one day for you. So I really hope.
7: Somebody that, said that. Yay. Yeah. Oh,
3: good, good, good. So we hope that it, it just does everything that God wanted it to do when he gave it to you. But we appreciate your yeah. time. Like I said, there's so many people that have uh, said something in the chat or have either texted me that they want to meet you. So we have to okay. r- arrange something. When our studio opens back up, we would okay. love to have you come back Absolutely. to our studio. Yeah.
7: I would Mm -hmm. definitely do that. You know, I love it. I love it.
3: Awesome. Thank thank you so so much. much.
2: Yes. All right. All right. Let's get back into it. You in the field with the track stars. Ryan, right to Shantan and DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. You in the field with the track stars.
7: Running with the track stars. Track, tracking with the track stars. In the track stars universe. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Stay on track with us
2: Y'all know what time it is Ryan Righteous DJ Jeremiah Sean Tanner Time it is Y'all know what time it is It's the Bill boys what? You in the feel, boy
0: what? It's the Bill boys what? You in the boy you tuned
4: in and locked. Track stars, we beating on your block. Track stars, yeah, yeah. I'm repping the most high king, like Mama I made. Mama I
1: made, Track stars bringing the real. You love it or hate it. Love it, hate it Line for line with the kingdom, the second the faded. What's happening? What's happening? This man, Brinson, God chases entertainment. Buckle your seatbelts for line for line.
3: Vote Christian though,
2: yeah. Yeah, back in the field with the track stars Ryan, Righteous, and DJ Jeremiah was good.
3: All right, this segment is sponsored by Paramount Plus. Make sure that you go to Paramount Plus, and there's a special link I want to give you. Now, Paramount Plus is an app that you can download. It's one of the best streaming apps out right now. I have it. I love it. I love all the different content that I can get from it. It's amazing. So make sure you go to ParamountPlus.QFLM net backslash track stars and go ahead and sign up today get your streaming platform going so you can join in
5: on all the great content all right all right all right, all right. that's good information man please go do that all right man it's I'm Lon Falon Tom let's get it going we are just gonna get right into it man we're gonna do um Rod Wave who is really hot right now he had um a good album that just uh, he had an album that dropped And it was, um, it sold very well uh, the first week versus Big Breeze. And this is this is gonna be a good one, man. It's gonna be a good one. All right, using opinions of track stars and track stars' universe, are not the views and opinions of the artists, the label, producer, others. If you feel offended by this, please press stop now. If you're a person who listens to Christian artists, it's your cup of tea, man. We understand. We got noteworthy topics, interviews. We got react videos you can check out. We're not copying any other battle format. We've been doing this since the 2000. Big breeze is not the Christian version of anybody is just a bit. All right, so here we go. We're gonna start off with um, Rod right Wave first. Sneaky Links. Here we go.
1: Baby, y'all in our business, tell them they can leave us alone. These were so Kobe, I know you know not to treat me wrong. She said before I teach you, baby, I will leave you alone. Everybody be cheating, but nobody won't be cheated on. Baby, grown, and I handle my business. Don't be stereo, TB won't finish till you get finished. See right after my show, baby, let me dive up in it. We spend a ticket to Linux go to New York for Christmas. She was singing that
5: song, how so long, it's so long. Alright man, that was um Sneaky Links by on um, Rod Wave. This is Big Breeze Always. Here we go.
4: Want me go hard? I can't go back. I swear they just gotta read. I used trapping and get loaded to drink on a high seat. They want me fun when we go back to one of my old ways. I can go back my old ways. I did to go the wrong way. I just, the I just do any shit. Lotta thoughts in my head. I took a dive in that water. I came back on surfing. Now they look scared. And they know they don't shy. But I'm still in bread.
5: And I made me up. Pl- All right. That was Big Breeze. Old Waves versus Rod Wave. Sneaky Links. Who y'all going with?
3: Uh, I'm going to go with song number one Sneaky Links.
2: Yeah, I got, I got Rod Wave uh, as well. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go
5: with Big Breeze. Alright, let's see. Um
2: it's pumping up. Alright, it's up to y'all. What y'all got? I see, I see a lot, lot of, of right Wave. Yeah, oh, me too. I see the
3: opposite. Oh
2: well, work.
3: Nah, rod's taking it.
5: What y'all got? Jamel's in the building. Shout out to you, sir. Alright, Damo calling. Right wave online. Yeah. Alright, it's three one. Score. Right wave put up one. Alright? So we're going to go to um round two. Here we go. This is Big Breeze, my time. Here we go. At to start saying K. I
4: go hard in the paint. Devil run up, get shame. Big, I know he my sister. Got some bros, that's some inmates. I was known as a meme. Stuck them rats and them skaters. How you blow it, you train? How you do it, you seeing? Asking God he forgives. And they still trying to meme me. All right,
5: that was Big Breeze, my time. This is Rod Rave calling. Here we go. Looking down
1: at the bottom, hard to believe in me. Never say forever if you gon' give up so easily. Scared to be alone, I left because you kept on leaving me. When to chase my dream and seem I saw what you couldn't see in me. I had one tear for you left. Said you would be here, but you left. Deal with my pain all alone. walked through that rain by myself. I take my dick all alone. I ain't asking for help. I forever live on as the one you should be. Broken hearted. Forever broken
4: hearted.
5: Sorry. Alright, that was calling about Rod Wave versus My Tom, Big Breeze. Who y'all going with?
3: Hmm, I'm seeing a pattern here. I'm going to go Rod Wave on that. <laughs> what pattern? <laughs> What's the pattern? <laughs> I, think, I think men in hip-hop culture are cleaning up their music and women are not. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's getting... <laughs> I
6: think Dang. they're switching
2: lanes. <laughs> I got Rod Wave. That was Ryan Righteous who said that. Not the track stars, Ryan Wright. (laughs)
3: That's like the third male line for line we've done where I can't tell the Christian artist from the secular artist. And whenever you put one of those uh, Cardi B songs on, I know exactly who it is.
2: Wow. Okay, Jeremiah, what
5: What did you say? Rod Wave. Okay. I'm going with Big Breeze again, man. I like Big Breeze.
2: Okay.
5: I like Big Breeze.
2: All right, what y'all got? It's up to you guys. That is interesting, Rod
5: Wave, online. That is interesting you say that, Ryan. Like, don't you Really it? interesting. Now, yeah, yeah, because it yeah. It, it, really, it seems like I ain't gonna say all the guys, because some guys, Not still ratchet, guys but but it, it is interesting that a lot of the guys are, you know, starting to come. Even when we talked about the Mooski video, it was kind of interesting. Yeah. All right, um, that is three one. Rod Wave put up two again. I'm gonna start off with Rod Wave this time. This is believe me. Let's go.
1: I'm on my way from Cali, meet myself in my bungalow Jigga, what's up with you? I'm about to bring you 500 million Touchdown in to the town, they tell me I got another show Gotta go and get it, why they still? I was him in middle school, do you remember me? With 1,400 stuffed up in my jeans I used to keep the barbershop and kicking those with rain I even broke the 9 to 5, but that just wasn't me But before I go to 0 why do anything am so scared to go back broke that I can't even get no shade though-
5: Alright, that was Believe Me by Rod Wave This is Champion by Big Breeze Here we go I'ma
4: keep it going even when I'm feeling loose so, I just had a story Alright, that just want to get it right Alright,
5: that was um Big Breeze champion versus Rod Wave believe me what
3: y'all got? I'm going to go right wave, man. I, I think I'm starting to...
2: See a pattern? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> starting to like them. I'm going to toss it.
5: I'll see a pattern too. Big Breeze, what's good? Champion. I like that record. All right, All right so, so it's you. 1-1. It's up
2: to y'all. What y'all got? What y'all got? What y'all got? What y'all got? It's up to you guys. It's up to you guys. Call it, Damo. Hey Zuji, call, it, he call it, it, call it, call it,
5: call wave online. Oh man. Alright. It's 3-0 going into round four. Alright? So here we go. We're gonna start off with um Big Breeze first. Selfish love. Here we go. Bank roll at the paint roll, stand counting number seven. I was trying to stay
4: down, trying to get it all flowing like a roof. If you're saying that you're with me, then you with me, never going against the grain. I'm call. I'm just trying to loosen up all the pain. Texas got me feeling strain Turn me up and never turn me down. You don't want to never came back around. Double back and then they at me know.
5: But low my All right, that was Big Breeze, Selfish Love. This is Rod Wave, richer. Here we go.
1: Texas, We went triple platinum. That bottom made it happen. I don't want to make no friends for me we is that brand was keep it it
5: You see me grinding you got to respect me. that was Richard by Rod Wave versus Selfish Love, Big Breeze. We are going with. We'll go Big Breeze on that one.
2: Yeah, I like Big Breeze better.
5: All
3: right, uh, that was
2: the best one so far, I think.
5: I am going with I don't want to use a toss, but um I'll go with Big Breeze.
2: All
5: right. a That's a wrap. It's a wrap, man. Big Breeze is on the is on the board, man. Yeah, it was Big Breeze on the board, man. He won that three zero. Um yeah. Um so he he finally got on what probably that won online but so it was three one sorry but it's one three big breeze right now all right so this is round five we're going with um rod Wave first street runner here we go sorry i missed your call i
1: was on the jet i've been so zoned out trying to figure out what's next. So scared to fail. I'm calculating kind of really my every step. Gotta watch my back and keep my scrap. But nonetheless, I think about you when I'm gone. Wishing I can hold. Probably you. home. Wishing someone come and love you. How they post to I hope you seen his letter fight, it's too late. I hope chasing my dreams, don't get in the way. I blame my struggles and my uncles for my hustling ways I'm waiting in Michigan right now, looking at real
5: Alright, that was um uh, Rod Rave with Street. Um, runner, this is Big Breeze, no cap freestyle. Here we go. Bottom,
4: oh, I had a Tell him that I need some funds. I told him I'm to win, oh. he told me, Keep on the I was just me hit on sunny. I ain't weak, I just gotta keep on turning yeah. Keep it just going, just keep it just just Keep on running like yeah.
5: All right, that was No Cap Freestyle verse by Big Breeze versus Rod Wave Street Runner. Who y'all going with? Uh, I'm gonna go Big Breeze on that.
2: I liked it better. Yeah, I like Big Breeze better on this one too. Yeah, the last two Rod Waves I didn't like. Yeah, there's only I, one Rod um, Wave song I'm, I'm waiting on. Brief, so. You know Rod Wave? I've never heard I just know song. one song.
3: I've never <laughs> heard his name before. Yeah, he's got that "Rags the Richest" song that I heard a million times because of um, our upline in
5: Forex um, uh, played it like every day. All right, uh, I'm trying to see you out because right now it's three zero. I guess it don't matter. Doesn't yeah? That's funny. All right, so. A big Breeze puts up two. A big Breeze online. So it's three, two, going in round six, right? So we're gonna start off with Rod Wave. It's called Tombstone. Here we go.
1: I keep my gun in my jaw, ducking in the sad news My phone say seven missed calls, I know it's bad news This life had left me so scarred, i know knowing that's true Remember, my tongue got so hard, I got it tattoo I ain't no shows, but made some bread I gotta keep the family fed Just talk to Pops about the feds I ain't gonna lie, he had me scared uh.
5: I feel him coming. I'll keep on running. Here we go down back keep it a honey. My girl on him. All
4: right, that was Tombstone by Rod Wave. This is Yellow Moon by Big Breeze. Here we go. I was just, had to go back harder. Couldn't give up you to the I my body. Give me stuff and some options. I went you there regardless. So I'm giving you all this trying to make a way to the heaven hills back then I ain't want to see the killer so I had to make a statement for the kids yeah. I ain't never backing down till they get here. that the is safe had to go do the race he created a ain't no I'm backing away
5: ain't no alright that was Yellow Moon by Big Breeze versus Tombstone by Rod Wave round six what we doing fellas I'm a toss right there see I'm a toss
6: right there I'm a
3: toss right there
5: I got Rod Wave. Rod Wave. Um, I am going to say Yellow Moon. Big Breeze. All right. It's up to you guys. What y'all it's got? Really up to y'all. How y'all break this? How y'all going to break this? It's up to you. Oh, Big Breeze
4: online.
5: Wow. Mm. That's a 3-3. Three, three. We're going to round seven. Let's go. All right, here we go. Let's, let's, let's do it. Can All direct, right. We're going to, we're going to, remember, on round seven, you cannot <laughs> toss. You have to keep your joint. All right, so this is, we're going to start off with Big Breeze first. Chill. Here we go.
4: Ain't on no bicycle. I had to fight with him. Devil keep calling. pointing to the sky. I don't mind. We didn't gang and we not very talkative. Face out my choker. Got chill like a poker jet. Burned out my shoulder. I know he want me to spread through the culture. Racing the heavens, you blew out the motor. Fred got the stallion me. You're walking cold, the home only getting older. They said that I'm going my man's acting boga just because I was chosen. Didn't know you was phoning. Got so many it's got in on the Please, i you rubber because it ain't no chemistry. Hurry, hate you, no
5: man. You opportunity, cut. All right, that was Big Breeze. Chill. This is Rod Wave Pills and Bills. Here we go
1: you was perfect mm-hmm. you should try and get a grip if i told you i was perfect i'd be lying like a mm-hmm. don't want short no nose rap no songs he tired of that yeah. t- it by himself hiding up into the sheriff in a, a low-key he stressing like a and he's flying up not only that he hiding up no f- f- labor ain't f- they games he a slave in they chains they get yeah. champagne when it rain they took his pain to the bank
2: what were you saying earlier about the man are cleaner than?
3: <laughs> Come on now, that's still not Cardi B
5: level dirty. All right, that's good. pills he and pills. He used I don't know what Ryan got against Cardi B. I don't know everything. Um, um, I pray to God. I pretty that we, if we get on a station, people would be like, "Yo, so." Can I go I vote? ahead? All right,
3: uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go you ride away. Well I like I'm your, this delivery, your kid, bro. I'm gonna go What'd ride wave. I'm gonna go ride, ride wave. wave. I like this delivery on
2: that. I hated the Ride Wave song. I got Big Breeze on that one. Big Breeze.
5: Mm-hmm. Um, I like Big Breeze. I like
2: big, big Breeze. Big breeze. <laughs> That's what I thought of <laughs> the too. Like <laughs> 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 All right, yeah, let's, let's see what we, we got. got man. Guys. <laughs> was, I like Big
5: Breeze, and again can't <laughs> Yeah, that
2: <laughs> last one. He hit a run in that one that I liked a lot. Yeah.
5: All right. So Rob- do
1: you-
2: oh, oh. wow. two. too. It's a wash. It's a wash. The whole thing is like. Have we ever had that Yeah, Yeah. It's a wash. So the
5: final score is 3-3. Wow. Have we ever yeah. had that happen? Yeah. I don't think we never had that. Wow. No, I don't I think, think we have.
3: have, Sean. I think we have. What was the artist? I don't remember. I
2: remember that See? happening before.
5: That's crazy. Dope. But how would you guys like Big Breeze?
2: He's good. I I don't know if yeah. I like that sound that he's doing, but um he's good at it. So But
5: he was What's on out uh, on Hobie's new album. Yeah, I know he, he did he did good
2: album. on that song. I yeah, just okay. I'm just not a big fan of the mumble rap? No, it's not really the mumble rap sound, it's a specific it's, um it's sound like that he's sound. using yeah, it's a yeah. it's a plug-in there they're adding something to his voice. I don't really like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um He's doing it well. Like that sound yeah. of rappers, he's doing it well.
3: Yeah, to be honest with you, I think it probably has a lot to do with production too. Because uh, um, Rod Wave uses a lot of that as well, but I can still hear him clear
2: Well, his is more upbeat. Yeah, yeah. Rod Wave is yeah. more of a bouncy upbeat sound.
5: But the funny thing is, Rod Wave old stuff was like this though, like Big Breeze, like his older like albums, uh, album or two ago. Was more him singing and stuff. Okay. Yeah. So I, I maybe his newest album is more like him trying to really rap, rap. You know what I mean? But I remember him, hearing him stuff, and I was like, Yo, this dude is like singing, rapping too. So.
2: But- Hi right, guys. Um, thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you like and comment. All that stuff helps us out a lot. We've grown like 250 subscribers in the last two weeks. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you for all the suggestions. We'll do more reaction videos soon. You're in the field with the track stars, Ryan Wright, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah.
6: Let's
1: go. Now I'm in the field with track stars right now. I had a blessed time. Hopefully you guys are listening. If you're not, then you're losing.